Hello everyone. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a new folks podcast to those that have been here before and to those that are new. Welcome to a new focus podcast, which is a Bible study podcast that will help enrich your life. This is your host, Alonzo Richardson, and I'm just glad to have the opportunity to do this once again. First, I want to say Merry Christmas to all of you. Although I'm dropping on Christmas Eve, but I want to say Merry Christmas to all of you and may God bless you and prosper you in this next year. I know this has been a hard year for everybody, um, but I pray and hope that we see some good coming out of this year. We see the faithfulness of God. We see the goodness of God throughout this year, despite of the pain we've been through, despite of the heartache we've been through, um, even through the pain, just the pain of losing someone. You know, I've lost people this year. A lot of other people lost, uh, lost people this year from COVID and from other things. But I pray that something, something you can thank God for, for this year. Something that we can see some positive coming out from this year. And with that being said, um, this is episode nine. And this episode is called The Why of Christmas. And... Only one verse we want to focus on today. And it is John 3.16. John 3.16. And I will be reading from the New King James Version. And I will be doing one version this time. Or I can do two versions. You know what? Let's do two versions. I'm going to do New King James Version first, and then I will, oh, excuse me, I will read the New Living Translation Version. So the New King James Version says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I will switch over to the NLT version. And it reads, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son, so that everyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. And with Christmas time, um, we connect that with Santa Claus for a lot of us, okay? We connected with Santa Claus, giving gifts to everyone around the world. We connect Christmas with presents and getting presents. And look, I love a great present, okay? I, if you want to give me a present, that's fine too. I'm open to that. But no, but seriously, uh, we we connect that to uh, Christmas, and also with Christmas, we 
also gather with our families, which I love gather. I love to gather, I should say, with my family around this time of year. Um, but for believers, a lot of us celebrate the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I know, unfortunately, due to COVID, we're not able to, for a lot of us, to join together to celebrate the birth of our Lord. Um, but we do have an opportunity to still celebrate, even in the confines of our homes, to remember the, the reason why Jesus came in flesh to be the sacrifice that we need, to be the connecting piece, to be the mediator that we need to get into relationship with God. So I want to um, go to the beginning of why we need, why this, why this birth, why this occasion we celebrate every year. So I want to start with Genesis. And before I do, I want to give a precursor and say, I encourage everyone to read the Bible. I encourage everyone to read it for themselves. You can take my word for it if you want, but I encourage you, the listener, to read the Bible for yourself so you can get a better understanding of what's going on and, and also what we need to do in our everyday lives. And also the Bible is also is an instruction guide for us to to navigate through our everyday lives. So with that being said, we go to Genesis chapter one. And of course, it begins with God created the heaven and the earth. And within that chapter, he created the earth. And later on in that chapter, he had the idea of forming man to have dominion over everything in the earth. So he created man in his image. He created them male and female. Then we travel to chapter two and God is creating man and placing them in the garden of Eden. And, and while doing that, he created man from the dust and breathed into him and gave him life, which the man will eventually, we would know him as Adam. Then once Adam sleep, once Adam slept, I should say, he, God, excuse me, God touched Adam's rib and took out his rib to form female, which eventually we will know her as Eve. And while they were in the garden of Eden, 
God told them to tend the garden. And then also he gave them instruction that you can eat everything in the garden except for the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He also said that once, if you eat from that tree, you were sure to die. You were sure, you are sure to die. You are sure to die. That's the NLT version. And with the many things God did create in the heaven and earth, he created animals for the earth. And as we go into chapter three, one of those animals, which is the serpent, tried to tempt Eve into eating from the tree that they're not supposed to. So the serpent constantly uh, uh, bait Eve into eating that fruit and she resisted and she resisted, but eventually she gave in and eat that fruit. And not only she ate the fruit, but she gave that fruit to her husband. And once they ate the fruit, their eyes opened and they all of a sudden got knowledge that something wasn't right. They, they got knowledge that they did something wrong and they felt shame and they noticed that they were naked. They had to cover themselves with fig leaves from a fig tree so they can be covered from their nakedness. And I want to pick back up in chapter three with verse nine. Then the Lord called to man, where are you? He replied, I heard you walking in the garden, so I hid. I was afraid because I was naked. Who told you that you were naked? The Lord God asked, Have you eaten from the tree whose fruits I commanded you not to eat? The man replied, It was the woman you gave me who gave me the fruit, and I ate it. Then the Lord God asked the woman, What have you done? The serpent deceived me. She replied, that's why I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the serpent, because you have done this, you are cursed more than, than all animals, domestic and wild. You will crawl on your belly, groveling in the dust as long as you live. And I will cause you hostility between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He will strike your head and you will strike his heel. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy, and in pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. And to the man, he said, since you listened to your wife, and ate from the tree whose fruit I commanded you not to eat, the ground is cursed because of you, and, excuse me, all of your life, you will struggle to scratch a living from it. It will grow thorns and thistles for you, though you will eat of its grains. By the sweat of your brow, you will have food to eat until you return to the ground from which you were made. 
for you were made from dust, and to dust you will return. I just want to set up a picture of the why of Christmas. And in the beginning, um, you can say that with the actions of Adam and Eve, we are the beneficiaries of their actions. Now, after that action, all of us, after them, were born into sin. So we got that from them. You know, there's a lot of things we are beneficiaries of from our mothers and fathers, right? From traits to, well, from genes to traits to certain things, okay? We gain those uh, things from our parents. So with Adam and Eve being our original parents, we gained sin. So with that, we we are, you know, saying in a um, bad way or negative way, we are the beneficiaries of sin. We were all born into sin. And I know a lot of people want to say that they were born this way or born that way, you know. But at the end of the day, all of us were born in sin. And we just read, I just read the consequences of us sinning, okay. I know it's not, sin is not always a popular thing to be talked about but in order for us to get the full grasp of why Jesus had to come we have to understand the history of our ancestors yes all of us everybody were born into sin everybody me you everybody were born into sin and a lot of times, you know, people think that with this time of the year and people don't see the need to celebrate why, you know, Jesus had to come. People don't see the need of why, um, um, you know, they see Jesus as another person being born, you know. They don't see the need or the urgency of why Jesus came. Jesus came so that we can be saved from our sins. From the actions that happened from Adam and Eve. I know I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit, but I pray and hope you continue to listen to this uh, episode. So with that, yes, everybody have the beneficiaries of sin or we are the I should say the beneficiaries of uh, the actions of Adam and Eve which with that with those actions basically cut the relationship between God and man 
See, once man um, decided to sin, we made that decision to break that relationship off for God. It's not that God broke it off with us. We broke it off with God. And that's why a lot of things going on in the world, a lot of chaos, a lot of destruction, a lot of selfishness, a lot of a lot of things that we caused on ourselves because we made the decision to break the relationship between us and God. And and also with that, we unfortunately become the enemies of God. I know that's a hard concept. A hard concept, I should say. It's a hard concept. I know. We are the enemies of God, but we have to understand. We have to live with that. We make that decision from the beginning. It's not the fact that, oh, well, you know, well, they made that decision. You know, Adam and Eve did that. No, yeah, they made that decision, but we have to live because uh, of that. We are, we have to live with that fact that we are all beneficiaries of what Adam and Eve did. Okay, we are all sinners, period. You know, and that created the great distance between God and man. But, 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 God still had love for us. That's why I started off with that verse today. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. He wants, he wanted to create a plan for us to mend the relationship between God and man. And we, and we fast forward into, uh, going into the prophet, going with the prophet Isaiah. Uh, in chapter 9, verse 6, which brings hope to the situation that it's not a quote-unquote dead issue, you know. It's not that the, the, the prize is unreachable. There is a possibility for us to, um, well, not for us, but for God executing his plan to mend relationship with us even when we broke it off even when we did our selfishness you know in Romans it says while we were yet sinners Christ died for us again I know I'm going ahead of myself but while we're in our mess while we're in our selfishness God had a plan for us to basically rekindle relationship between him and man. So I want to go to uh, right now, Isaiah chapter nine, verse 
6. And basically, Isaiah, for those that don't know, Isaiah was a major prophet in the Bible. And basically, he was foretelling what is to come. Okay, and Isaiah was one of the main prophets that foretold the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And not only the coming of our Lord, but also how eventually our Lord and Savior would die. And in the description of how he would die. And I, I want to um, say the foretelling uh, prophecy that Isaiah told in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, which is, I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of peace and with that that what the the birth of Christ brings he bring us a sense of hope he bring us a sense of peace he will be our wonderful counselor he is the mighty God he is our everlasting father and he's he's given us the 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 things that we need for us to have to for us to to return to a relationship with God and all the benefits that comes with Christ as i said earlier with the beneficiaries we are the beneficiaries of Adam and Eve with the sin aspect but we can also be beneficiaries of Christ which is gaining eternal life, which is gaining his peace, gaining uh, uh, um, the hope. We have an opportunity to gain the joy that he will bring. We have an opportunity to gain what love truly is from him. And I want to bring out a few points of why Christmas is so important to the believer. And I want to uh, bring out a few points, um, which I've already brought out the few points uh, a few moments ago, but a um, few things that, um, that really stuck out, stuck out to me. First point is hope. Um, hope is having a great expectation of something happening. And with Christ's birth, it gives, of, it gives us hope that we can have a better life other from sin. We can have a better life with Christ. We can see things better with Christ um, coming into our lives. And we believe that greater um, 
greater things can happen in Christ. Yes, we may go through storms. Yes, we may um, um, go through chaotic times. Yes, we will go through trials and tribulations. But we're hoping that God, God will be with us. God knows what's best for us. And also, God will bring us into a better situation than what we're going through now. Second point I wanted to point out is peace. Um, God brings us peace. And I know I've messed up several times with this. Please forgive me on that. But... Um, the two aspects of peace that I've always, uh, at least tried to accept to talk about is peace with God and peace of God. Peace with God is there is no more war between God and man. We are also with peace brings reconciliation and with Christ's birth uh, happening or that happened already. It already happened. But with Christ coming into the world, it will bring reconciliation between God and man so that man can have a relationship with God once again through Jesus Christ. The only way to have a relationship with God is through his son, Jesus Christ. Also, with Christ's birth, has given us the opportunity to repent from our sins. Of course, that will eventually happen for us to do that now with him dying on the cross and allow us to repent, to do, to have repentance. Um, basically, repentance is turning away from our sins and turning back to God. Us turn away from what we used to know to now the life that we want to strive for. The next aspect is joy. Joy is a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. And it's not what's, how can I say this? It's not what's on the outside of us. But it's a more of an eternal, internal feeling. It's more of an internal um, uh, um, dwelling. And, and with the joy is, is filled with God's goodness. You know, we are, uh, um, we have joy despite of what's going on around us. We're not allowing what's going on um, around us to dictate our joy, to dictate our happiness. And even through pain, even through our sufferings, even through the, the most disheartening times in our lives, God has placed in us the joy. You know, the, the word says the joy of the Lord is our strength that is our strength the joy is our strength through hard times the joy is our strength through chaotic times and 
we're not no we're not neglecting that pain is happening to us we're not neglecting that things are happening around us but we're not allowing the things that are happening to uh uh um deter our happen uh, internal happiness which is joy and then i want to talk about love um simply put i can read you a bible verse pretending that of the love that christ brings to us from his birth i want to uh go to first corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7 And it reads, love is patient. I'm sorry, this is new international version. And it reads, love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoice with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hope, always preserves. And with verse 8, I'm going to go ahead and read verse 8. It says, love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. So his love is everlasting. His love endures. His love is pure. And we will notice that even later on in his life, when he would sacrifice his body to save us from sin, and 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 with that, with that, with that, and going back to earlier, with sin, of course, we know that the enemy will always distract us. Because why? We used to go along to get along with the enemy, with the devil, basically. But now, we are going with God. We are going... Uh, um, uh, we are committing our lives to Christ. Now the enemy will distract you and the enemy will always come at you. You know, he always going to come after our flesh. You know, our flesh is weak. Okay. Let's, let's be honest about it. Our flesh is weak, but we have to rely on the Holy spirit to guide us through. We have to allow the Holy spirit to guide us uh, um, through our lives. And, and, um, and we have to allow God to do the work in us. Because God will always make a way out. When we get tempted, when we are tempted, God always have a way of escape. The enemy will always try to deter you of your walk. He will always distract you from your walk. 
he will always distract you from your walk. See, now you're trying to strive uh, to live your life for Christ. He is always trying to distract you from your calling. Just like he did being the serpent. You know, eventually he, you know, you know, we know eventually he was the serpent working behind the serpent to tempt Eve and to distract her from doing what is good. And then, of course, eventually she gave in to the bait and not only affect her, but affect her husband and affect both of them, which eventually affected us. But let's not forget the why of Christmas, that we have an opportunity to regain relationship with God through Jesus Christ. And, you know, the old saints say, I thank God for Jesus because he didn't stay to be a baby. Eventually, he grew up and he did ministry. And like I said, he eventually sacrificed his life for us. He was born to die. He was born to die. Think about that. He was born to die. Just for us. And not just die. He also rose. He rose again with all power in his hands. And we go back to Genesis 3. And, and it talks about the serpent will be stumped. That is when Jesus, after his death, uh, um, went down to hell. And, and, and got into it with the devil. And eventually he would gain the keys to hell. And it's an old song that we sing at my church. Is It says, Jesus is mighty to save. Jesus has conquered death, hell, and the grave. Jesus gives victory to all who, what, believes. Jesus is mighty to save. So that is the why of Christmas. Let us not forget that the reason why Christmas is happening. And we know, no, it's, we know it's not the 25th. You know, Bible didn't say the 25th, but we do take time out though. We have to take time out to recognize the birth and realize why the birth happened. Is that for Jesus to save his people from sin. I thank you all so much for listening to me. Well, listening to the episode. And I just once again thank God for the opportunity to do this. And I'm just so um, elated. I just... Give God praise for this year. And I just want to say thank you all for listening in to this podcast. Like I I always say, I pray and hope that something that was said um, in this podcast will help you in your everyday life. You all have a very Merry Christmas.
and may God bless you and you all be safe. And until we meet again or hear each other again, um, you all be blessed. Thank you.